Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 180 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we are talking about scarcity. Scarcity thinking is something that drives so much eating. And it can be scarcity thinking in a lot of different ways. So it's not just thinking about around food. It can be scarcity thinking in other areas of our life. And so I thought that this would be a really good topic to talk about, about how to notice it and how it might be influencing that feeling of being out of control around food, that feeling of like, I have no choice but to eat this, or I'm not sure why I ended up eating that. A lot of that can be traced back to some form of scarcity thinking. And this is something that I've been dealing with this week. I've had ton of scarcity thinking around time, and that's why I decided to talk to you guys about this and record a podcast episode about scarcity. Before we get going, when this is released, the doors to stress eating SOS are opening soon. So they will be open for a limited amount of time for all of you to come join me. I really hope if you've been enjoying the podcast, consider coming and joining me. If you are a physician and you sometimes feel out of control around food, or you know what you want to be eating, what you think would work for you, and yet on those busy weeks, you just can't seem to do it. That is what stress eating SOS is for. If you want to lose weight and you want to make your life better in the process, you want to feel less burnt out, enjoy your days more, feel more connected with your kids or your spouse. That's what stress eating SOS does. If you want to enjoy your free time, if you want to actually have free time, (laughs) these are all things we coach on in stress eating SOS. And they're all so important because they all influence you're eating. And I think today's episode is going to be a good example of how something that seems totally unrelated to food can end up driving a lot of eating, maybe not even at the same at the same moment in time, but later on in the day, and can make you feel like you don't understand why the eating's happening. But when you start to learn some of these underlying drivers, like this one I'm going to share today, it starts to make it a lot easier to problem solve your eating. And this is exactly what we coach on inside Stress Eating SOS. So if you enjoyed today's episode, if you've been enjoying the podcast, go get your name on the wait list, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. Make sure you are on my email list and keep your eyes open for an email starting on the 14th. So that's Thursday of this week that you're listening to this. Like I said, this week, I've been dealing with a lot of scarcity. So when I'm recording this, we just finished our spring break. So we had two weeks of kids at home and we went away for a week. And now this is the first week back to quote unquote, normal life. (laughs) And that first week of re-entry is always so busy. Hey guys, 
And I think too, in the office, because we all have kids and we were on spring break, we, spring break, we divided up where two of us are off, two of us are on, there's four of us in our office each of the weeks so that we each get a week of spring break totally off with our families. But what that means is those, the week that you're actually on is really busy. Plus there's a little bit of backlog that kind of is created. So I think this week the office is also busier because we had two weeks where we're a little bit shorter staffed from a physician standpoint. And then there's other stuff going on like family in town or has been in town. But what I've noticed is I've had a lot of I don't, I don't have time thinking. There's not enough time. I'm not getting enough done is a real classic one that I have so much. I'm not getting enough done. If I could just have more time, I would be able to get this done. And case in point, right now when I'm recording this podcast episode, it is early in the morning here, well before anybody else has gotten up because once the kids are up, it's a little bit like elephants are prancing above my head <laughs> that the you guys hear it on on your end. This is how I'm creating time is I, you know, feel like there wasn't enough time and I needed to get some podcast episodes recorded and sent to the editor. So I set my alarm early and I got up to record podcast episodes instead of running or doing something else that I would normally do in the early morning. So it's just an example of where my mind is this week of there's not enough time. I have too much to do. I've got to get it all done. And that's scarcity. So scarcity is not enough thinking. I don't have enough time. This is my only chance. There's not going to be another chance. All that is scarcity thinking. And what's really interesting is over the years of managing my own weed, I've noticed how much time scarcity thinking can influence my eating. When I get into my mindset, historically, it has been one of the biggest triggers for overeating. When I get into the mindset of there's not enough time, there's too much to do, I'm so far behind, my brain so wants to solve that with food. It's the easy answer. And it was one of the first kind of areas that I really started to work on that started to give me really good traction in my own weight loss. And here's the thing, this scarcity can show up in so many other places too. So for physicians, time scarcity is a really big one. I think we live our life in a sense of time scarcity. And you may even be thinking about joining Stress Eating SOS and have time scarcity about it of like, I don't have enough time to live my life. And so how could I possibly do a coaching program too? Um, And I think that's really worth acknowledging and hearing some of the other tools and tips that I'm going to tell you because any place that you're holding on to scarcity is probably not serving you. And it's not serving you generally in your life. So scarcity doesn't feel good. And we can have scarcity about time. Like I said, that's a huge one for a lot of the physicians that I coach. We can have scarcity around food. And so food scarcity would sound like, this is my only opportunity. I shouldn't be having this. This is super special food. I don't get this very often. That's all kind of food scarcity. Like another place where food scarcity actually has shown up for me is, and something I've had to really work on is looking at the amount of food on my plate. My brain is defaults to be like, well, is that enough? I'm not sure if that's going to be enough, which is scarcity. And what's really interesting is when we're talking about food and we're thinking from a place of scarcity of this is a limited resource. It might not be around for very long, or I don't know if that's going to be enough. It directly will create overeating. 
because it puts your brain in a place of, I need to make sure I have enough. I need to make sure I get enough of this limited resource, this one-time offering or however it's viewing the food. And when you look at a plate of food and you go, oh, I hope that's, I'm not sure if that's going to be enough or I hope I don't get hungry after I eat this. All those types of thinking that are really common, it, number one, you will clean that plate. Even if, even if you're getting some full and satiety signals while you're eating, you will still clean that plate because you have a programmed thought in your mind of this might not be enough. I need to make sure I don't get hungry. And then you are going to be more likely to overeat later because that meal will have been eaten from a place of it might not be enough. Yeah, I had lunch, but it was a pretty light lunch. Maybe it wasn't enough. Maybe I need something else. Have you ever talked to yourself about like that about some of your meals? That's scarcity. And it directly influences your eating later on. Other places scarcity can show up is money. So finances. And the impact that this has as a physician is often overworking, right? You end up like, okay, we're short on money or I'm worried we might not have enough money, whatever it might be, then Often the reaction, because as physicians, we can often work more and generate more income, is to work more and kind of create more time scarcity in your life because of financial scarcity. And so if you're always working harder than you actually want to be working, you may want to look and go, is there underlying financial scarcity where I'm thinking I don't have enough money and thinking I'm not measuring up in some sort of financial goals. I know this sometimes comes up for me with like retirement savings because it feels somewhat nebulous where you're like, am I on track? There's still a chunk of time left. Is this actually going to grow in the way that we hope it will? Will it be enough? All of that is kind of scarcity thinking about finances, which then may drive other habits So it may drive eating if you're stressed about your finances, that's a common trigger, but it also may drive other habits like overworking, like saying yes to extra shifts, extra call, because you feel that you don't have enough finances. So the concept of scarcity, I really believe expands. So if you're feeling scarcity in one area, you're probably going to start feeling scarcity in other areas too. It kind of sneaks out like little tentacles, scarcity tentacles. Um, And If you think about it, if you're feeling like there isn't enough, this might not be enough, it creates a feeling that is going to impact a lot of different actions. And generally, those actions probably aren't going to feel that good. Whether it's overeating to make sure you get enough, whether it's eating a whole lot of something, Christmas cookies would be like a classic example of this, of that idea of it's the holidays, these only get made once a year. And so I need to make sure I get them in and enjoy them now. But maybe you don't actually enjoy it because you have kind of that hectic, hurried feeling with it and you end up overeating and you don't actually feel physically good. It gets in the space of just being able to have that little bit and enjoy it and then move on. Scarcity will make you keep going. And so it's such a wild place to look and understand how your brain approaches scarcity and how it's impacting your life and also your weight loss journey and asking yourself how you want to approach it. So if we go back to the time scarcity example, because like I said, this is a huge trigger. And I think almost every physician I know lives in a sense of time scarcity. And it's something I 
probably actively work on the most in my life. And honestly, it's interesting because you think when you're actively kind of working on things to maintain your weight loss, it must be like actively focusing on just not eating that food or just, you know, doing a whole bunch of meal prep. But working on time scarcity, I can tell you, is one of the biggest things that helps me maintain my weight loss. If I ignored time scarcity, I'm confident that I would regain my weight because it is such a powerful driver. It creates such discomfort that my brain will really want to solve with food. And so the solution, the work I actually do to maintain my weight loss and work in quotation marks is noticing when my brain's flipping into not enough time, I've got too much to do, there's so much work to do, I'm not going to get it all done, and shifting out of it, and shifting out of it, and shifting out of it. So it's not a one and done. A lot of this work we do with our mindset that influences our eating and our weight, it's not a one and done. It's okay that it flips back into it sometimes. It's the nature of having a human brain and living a fairly high-paced life. It's totally fine. It's just you shift back out. You catch it and you shift back out. When we look at time scarcity, I think it's really helpful to go, what is it? First of all, what is everything that your brain is telling you you need to get done? And here's what I've learned about it is in my mind, so the beginning of this week, I was like, there's so much to do. I don't like, I'm not going to get it all done, blah, 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 blah. But it becomes this like cloud in your head that is swirling. It's like a thundercloud in your head and you lose sight of what the actual things are. And so the actual tasks, the actual things that you need to complete kind of grow and they grow in a, a non-tangible way where it just feels like there's so much, but you can't quite put your finger on what it is. And so if you stay in that state, then it creates this like, you're never getting it done. It's not something that you can actually tangibly go, yes, I've moved forward in that because it's this big swirl inside your head. So one of the first things that you want to do if you're in time scarcity is really sit down and lay out what actually you're telling yourself you need to get done. What is it? that you're feeling you don't have time for. Write it all out. And then you get to look at it and decide, does it all truly need to get done? Is it all going to get done this week? Maybe some of it doesn't actually need to be done. But also once you lay it down, generally it's more manageable when it's written down than when it's in your head. And here's the thing, when it's in your head and you're in that swirl place and the time scarcity place, likely you're doing a little procrastination. Likely you're not actually completing the tasks because they've, in your mind, they've become so inflated and so difficult to grab onto that you end up doing other things. Like you might find yourself on your phone. You might find yourself, you know, taking breaks and watching TV if, if you're home or getting busy into other tasks that aren't actually the ones that you're wanting to complete that are stressing you out. Those are all really common things that happen when you're in that place of time scarcity. So if it's time scarcity, write it down. Here's a fact that I find really helpful for myself is that as physicians, what needs to get done gets done. We get the work done that we need to get done. And so reminding yourself that of what needs to get done will get done can be a very powerful place to look at that list. What actually needs to get done and how am I going to get it done with 
the amount of time I have. So you can think there's too much to do. I'm not going to get it done. That's not going to give you useful answers. You can look at the list and go, how could I get this done with the amount of time I have? That's a very different question and it's going to give you different answers. Food scarcity. I think a big piece of it is noticing it and then just shifting into abundance. I don't, food scarcity, you don't need to like, it's not like you have a task list, but noticing the situations that tend to put you into food scarcity where you're like, maybe there's not going to be enough. Maybe this is my only chance to eat this and preparing for it can be very helpful. So another place this shows up is vacation, right? Like you're traveling to somewhere different and you're like, this is my opportunity this food's only available here. I need to really enjoy it. And here's the thing is you can approach food in those situations from a place that doesn't have scarcity and be like, yep, you know, this food is only available here. I'm going to have some and really enjoy it. And that will be probably amount that you really enjoy versus if you're approaching it from scarcity, what it likely will look like is you have that and then maybe you have something else and then maybe you have something more because your brain's in that scarce kind of hustling, running type place. So for food scarcity, you want to notice the patterns when scarcity comes up. You want to just notice how it does impact you. And if you can at all, prepare for it. The scarcity kind of thinking, your brain will flip into it in certain situations fairly easily. And so you want to just notice it and be prepared for it and ready for when that happens. I like for all of this, all of the scarcity, everywhere where you find scarcity, to flip to abundance, to be like, there's plenty. So my example of, I'm really prone to looking at a plate of food and going, I don't know if this is enough. I might be hungry after this. And this can make me inflate my portion sizes, even with like, you know, a salad. I can look at the salad and be like, well, it needs to be a big salad if it's going to keep me full, which isn't necessarily true. Flipping to abundance and looking at the plate and going, this is plenty. This is lots even if I don't always believe it, but just shifting that thinking. So instead of the default thinking of this might not be enough, I hope this is enough, shifting it to this is plenty. Look at all the food that's there. That's plenty of food is a more abundant way of thinking. And you can reprogram some of these patterns, which will really, really help you in your weight loss journey. With time, there's plenty of time. What if you approached a week like what I've described where the default is there's not enough time, I'm not going to get stuff done, and started to say, there's plenty of time. That's what I've been working on this week. And what ends up happening is it dials it down where I'm calmer and I can see the chunks of time that I can get stuff done. I can focus and actually accomplish what I want to accomplish. And what's really interesting with the time thing is when you're in that place of scarcity, It's not only hard to see the tasks, but also your schedule gets a little blurred. There are often little pockets of time and it's hard to see them when you're in the place of scarcity. And if you're listening to this and you're like, there are no pockets of time, then again, I would look at that list and question, does it need to be done? And does it need to be done by you? But the place to start is not like, okay, I have to start getting this stuff done because you're still going to be doing it from a place of scarcity. The place to start is to start from there's plenty of time. Everything that needs to get done will get done. That's going to put you in a far better mind space to actually problem solve how to do it, how you're going to make that happen 
for the things that actually need to get done. Okay, so for this week, just start paying attention to where scarcity is showing up for you. Notice with curiosity how it impacts your behavior. How do you feel when you're thinking kind of scarcity type thoughts? What do you end up doing? What else do you end up doing? How far does that sort of scarcity thinking tentacles reach in your life? Where else does it impact you? And then start shifting, asking yourself, could I find abundance? Could I find enoughness in this? What would be plenty? Maybe it's plenty already. Maybe there's plenty of food. Maybe I will have plenty of opportunities to eat this food when I really want it. All sorts of thoughts are available to you, but the place to make a difference with this is in how you're thinking about it, how you're managing your mind when it wants to flip into scarcity, how you shift and pull it out. All right, guys, have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, hit follow or subscribe so that you get all the new episodes downloaded as soon as I release them. And if you could take the time to leave a review, I would really appreciate it. I know it does take time on your end, but it it helps the podcast get found by other physicians who would really benefit from this. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.